When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Lolo Pops Off About Dramas with your host, Lolo. Nice. All right. So welcome back, everyone. I know it's been a while with the kind of holiday vacation-y break time that happens in November. I took advantage of it. So I did not do an episode last week, um, but I had in mind what I wanted to do. I just was going to take my time and kind of rest and come back ready to go with multiple episodes already planned for you all. As you can see by the title of today's episode, I will be doing kind of a, and this is different, I've never done this technically, but a joint kind of midpoint impressions (laughs) of two dramas. So usually I can just knock out a midpoint impression. impressions or review or whatever for a drama individually. But for this situation, I thought it would be more fitting to do these two at the same time. Um, I'm going to be doing midpoint impressions of The Red Sleeve as well as Secret Royal Inspector and Joy. Yes, that title is a mouthful. But For multiple reasons, I think it makes sense that I'm doing a kind of midpoint impressions at the same time. They kind of both started at the exact same time. Um, And so I started watching them around in the same week. And then they both star members of the very popular K-pop group 2PM, um, who had a comeback this year since everybody's back and kind of out of the military. Um, one of them being Ju- um, Lee Jun-ho, who is the lead and the Red Sleeve. So we had Young and we have Young in Royal Inspector and Joy, and then we have Jun-ho in the Red Sleeve. So I was like, okay, so we have they both started the same week. We have two members um, of 2PM in lead roles. And then we also have them as seikuks or historical um, dramas. And I thought, come on, there's there's just a lot a lot there that we should bring up. Um, and so I thought it'd just be more fitting to do them both in a midpoint impressions. I was going to do a first impressions of them, but again, I got kind of sucked into wanting to see really how I felt. I didn't want to do another red sky situation um, or even the, um, what's the other one about the prince, who's pret- the girl who's pretending to be a prince? You know that one. I could not, I just could not bother with doing um, like a first impressions of another Seikuk drama and then it becoming another one that I drop. 
I just couldn't do it to you. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to wait and really watch some of these kind of first episodes to see if I really want to continue watching these dramas. I'm not about to get you all excited and say, oh my goodness, my first impressions of this is great. So yeah, I'm so excited. And then I keep watching and I'm like, no, this is not, I can't, no, I'm dropping this. So (laughs) I decided to really give the red sleeve and secret role inspector enjoy chances. I was like, no, I'm going to watch until almost the midpoint. I mean, I think I'm at the midpoint right now. No, most, no, not, I mean, almost, almost. Um, and I was like, you know, I think I have my actual opinions on these two dramas now. So this is the time to kind of come in and say what I really, really think. I have to start with Secret Royal Inspector Enjoy because I think technically I started this one first. I think it was a couple days before the red sleep. So I got a little bit more invested in this first. And I was a little shocked in the first two episodes. I was like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what is this show about? Like, what is this drama really, really, really about? And I wasn't sure after the first two episodes. I didn't expect it to be so comedic and so kind of slapstick in the beginning. I was like, okay, I don't know if I want to sign up for this, but but maybe I have a reason why. Okay, so let me tell you a little bit about uh, Secret Royal Inspector and Joy. So it stars our two kind of lead characters, Ra Yeon, uh, played by Taekyun, and then we also have Kim Joy Yi, and her name is, if you just kind of say it in English, Joy, in a way. So Joy Yi, so that's why it's Secret Royal Inspector, because Taekyung's character Yeon is a royal inspector, and then Joy is, you know, Joy. Joy Yi is Joy. And they happen to <laughs> meet in such a weird way. But basically, Joy is in the process of trying to get divorced from her husband. She is in a kind of horrible marriage situation. Her husband's like gambles every single night. And then her mother-in-law hates her. And it's just like not a good time for Joy at all. And she's, you know, taking care of the family. She's doing all the work. You know, that is Joy. And she's like, I'm getting a divorce. It's like, I'm getting out of this. I'm getting out of this. So when we meet her, she is literally pleading her case on like in a trial um, to the um, kind of magistrate of the town. And she's like continually coming to this trial saying, I need a divorce. I need a divorce. I need a divorce. And her husband at the time is over there with his his mother and they're kind of fighting against joy and making it seem like, you know, she, she's the one that's causing us trouble. Just, this is a kind of interfamily situation. Don't, don't let this go to court. Let us just handle this at home. And Joy is like, absolutely not. I need a divorce. This is not going to work. So when you first meet this Joy character, she is standing up for herself. She's feisty and fiery. She's not taking no for an answer. And she's like, you know what? I don't care what anyone thinks of me. Because, you know, there's people in, you know, in the town watching this kind of court, divorce court situation play out. Because it literally looks like if you watch like those daytime 
um, Western t- TV shows like Divorce Court, it's that's what's taking place. It's like the, everyone in the crowd is like chiming in and giving their two piece um, while the the kind of divorce procedures are taking place. <laughs> and you're just like looking at Joy, like, oh, I hope she wins this case because you see her when she goes back home after the court each day, like what she is dealing with, and it's just like obnoxious uh, mother-in-law and this just sloppy husband who just doesn't do anything and just falls behind his mother. So she's just like, yeah, I need to get out of here. And so her kind of goal and dream at the moment that we meet her is to get a divorce. Um, We also meet Joy in her kind of one of her good friends in the town. Her friend um, is Bori and she owns like a little tavern in the town. And we also find out that Bori is actually having kind of this illicit affair with the magistrate that is handling Joy's case. And she is also pregnant by him. And so Joy, you know, you know, supports her. She's like, you know, I, I'm trying to get out of a marriage. I'm not trying to, you know, be tied down by some man. But hey, you do you, Bori. I support you. Congratulations on your pregnancy. You know, like she is being a real friend to her. And she's like, you know, it's it's questionable, but hey, whatever you do, make sure he takes care of you. You know, she basically is like, make sure he can afford you. He can take care of you. He can take care of your child. She's just like, because what I'm dealing with right now, you don't want. So, you know, that's Bori and um, Joy. And then Young's character, Yeon, he is... <laughs> basically a government official and he's just kind of going through his government official duties and really what he enjoys is cooking like he's basically been born into the kind of like you know um kind of I guess like officer role where he is of a status in Korea or in you know Joseon at this time where he basically is just kind of pushed into these kind of higher government official role. However, he doesn't want anything to do with it. He wants to cook. He is an amazing cook. He likes the sourcing, you know, these fresh ingredients. He likes to cook for his two um, servants that follow him around. And he just, he likes to, he likes to eat and he likes to cook. And so he basically is, you know, like, oh, you know, I can just do the little, the simple side of my government official jobs, just do the little things that I have to do and then cook and live my easy life, not get married. Like he's like, I don't believe in marriage. And you know, he's just like, I'm just going to breeze through life. But we also notice that he has like this kind of past with, um, the former prince or the former king who turned a prince that turns king, I guess. Um, and where he kind of like grew up with him in a way. And so you don't really know what his real position was in, you don't really know, but it seems like he was very pretty high status to be kind of in a tight relationship with the former prince. And, but that is a source of kind of like sadness for him. And we kind of have him have like little nightmares of the moments of his time with the prince there. Uh, but we know they had a very close bond, but the prince is, we know is in the future now that we meet him dead. Um, but so Taken's basically just wants to avoid just drama at all costs. He wants to just live an easy life as his little official government job and cook. That is all he wants to do. 
Um, however, <laughs> in the process of him trying to be easygoing and um, across the pond, Joy kind of trying to get a divorce, there is this kind of, of course, palace intrigue that's taking place where there's some illegal dealings going on with like silver and some kind of like hallucinogens or drugs or wolfbane or something like that. And the these other government officials are really high ranking, are doing a lot of kind of dirty dealings with that. And it's, I think, to, of course, kind of overturn who's the current king. So, you know, that is what's happening in the middle of these two kind of side characters who are just trying to live their little simple lives. <laughs> one getting a divorce, one trying to just cook food. Um, however, Take Young's character, Yeon, he ends up being selected as a new royal inspector. So that is a role, a government official role that most people don't want uh, because it it kind of requires them to kind of go across the country and kind of be inspectors and handle out these secret missions and they basically can't get um, exposed or they're at risk of being killed. And so it's just a very dangerous an unideal kind of um, government official role that, you know, the, they would want at this time. However, based off of people kind of pushing themselves down the line, um, Yeon ends up being first in pick um, or first in line to be picked as the new royal inspector after the current one is murdered. So he has to be then the next one that steps up to the rank to go around and you know, figure out what's going on and also figure out how and why the other inspector is ended up dead. So that's a part of his mission. So that is how we meet Yeon's character. And that's how he ends up meeting Joy or Joy. And boy, is it a little fun run after that. So it's like, a, you know, there's like some mystery in this drama. There's tons of humor. It's hilarious. Um, there are side characters that are kind of follow alongside um, Yeon. Um, he has these two kind of servants who are his his men that kind of live with him or whatever. And they travel with him and they go on this, you know, secret mission with him. And they help him with kind of disguises and like playing the roles and kind of getting information. And they're hilarious as well. <laughs> it's just like individual characters. But when all three of them are like trying to work together to get things done, it is so funny so funny to watch and they are so cute together um so i absolutely love the kind of trio that is yeon and his um secret royal inspector kind of assistants <laughs> they are so cute together um but they um kind of form a little group and then you have joy on the other side of the town who basically is in the town where the royal inspector ends up dead um the magistrate who was a head of her divorce case um ends up being a part of that kind of debacle her her good friend Bordy, who was pregnant with the magistrate's son or sorry child ends up um, murdered as well because of some of the things that were taking place in her town and so and these are not I'm not giving real big spoilers because these are the first two episodes gonna be honest with you so it's not really big big spoilers um because we haven't really got to what's really going on yet so I think that would be the big spoiler but yeah so Bordy she ends up murdered and that leads um and this one 
um, Yeon shows up at this point in the town, this is when all of this is taking place. So he is, has an actual case to solve. And Joy actually helps him because Bori is her good friend. And she also is kind of like tied and roped up into this now because she ends up with something that Bori had and which we believe she was murdered for. Like she was had in her possession a very important book. And Joy comes into this after kind of getting rid of her her um in her belongings after her passing so joy becomes a very important character for the case because she has this this kind of book that um her good friend was murdered over and so she ends up helping Yeon and his two assistants um kind of with their with the cases and they kind of just go on um these little secret missions together and so it's really fun it's really cute it's slapstick like I said there are a lot of like slapstick moments they are some laugh out loud moments um but they're also just very cute characters I like how they interact together I like how they kind of uh, form this little weird bond because it's like a hate to friends to help you know kind of situation so like they they kind of come on get off on the wrong foot um Yeon and Joy but then Yeon immediately notices like she is such a help she's such a great help in like their cases and she's she's witty and she's smart she's quick on her toes and it's like how can you not you know want her alongside you when you're trying to solve these cases so he kind of like adopts her into his little crew um his royal inspector crew because she is uh, a quick one she is she really really is um and she's recent she ends up getting a divorce luckily with the help of Yeon, and it gives frees her up to kind of go on this little adventure with them so it's a adventure-esque um story with the mystery with some mystery involved there's some palace intrigue but it's not really in the palace a lot of it takes place outside of the palace in like other parts of the like the the country and the town different town towns that they're traveling and I really really like that I think that's different from most um Seiguk dramas or historical dramas where it is taking place within the palace um and if there's anything going on outside of the palace it's because they're trying to basically get into the palace you know that kind of thing but with this one this is all outside like there's no real prince king kind of character that we're following or paying attention to all of our characters are kind of like you know smaller um rankings in the kind of Joseon dynasty you know period you know you have like Joyi, who's basically just like this common woman and then um Yeon, even though he does have some kind of higher position he still is not of such importance in the palace you know he just is like another kind of government worker you know so it's just very nice to watch these kind of common folks um go on these little adventures and trying to kind of like save the kingdom in a way or save the palace in a way um so i've been really enjoying it i i think it's been really cool i think it's been really great i am still enjoying it i'm also um i believe i just finished episode six Uh, yeah so i'm not at quite at midpoint um but for me to have gotten to through these that many episodes and still be enjoying it i'm shocked (laughs) 
<laughs> and I'm only shocked because, like I had said in a previous episode, that this year's Seigooks and historical dramas just have been drops for me. Like, I've dropped more than I've actually finished this year when te- technically I always have a Seigook drama in my rotation and I'm always watching one um, if there's one on air. But it just not it has not been the case uh, this year, and so I've been very disappointed. I'm gonna be honest, I've been very disappointed with Seigu dramas. So I didn't have high expectations with this drama, um, and I didn't put pressure on it. I was like, you know, if I can't finish this, guess what? I just add it to that list of others that I haven't finished. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> but I will say, I am enjoying secret royal inspector and joy i am enjoying it um again it's 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 kind of fast-paced because every episode i do feel like there's some kind of scenario that we're trying to get our two main characters and the crew out of like they always get themselves in some kind of trouble and some hijinks are ensuing so there's a lot of kind of fun fast-pacedness to it um it's nothing too stale they don't kind of revel or kind of harp on the kind of mystery that's going on in the background of like what the case that they're really trying to solve they kind of take it um moment and hijink by hijink you know the thing that they're the debacle that they get themselves in each episode is kind of the the main point of that episode and you kind of are wanting to see them get out of it and escape it and it's fun I think it's fun I think it's silly at times I I think it it doesn't have a higher meaning or a deeper meaning at all (laughs) so it's not that don't take it too serious um and the connection and little chemistry um between um Yeon and Joy is very adorable. It's very simple because Joy, when she first sees him and she spots him, she kind of notices that he is a, um, an attractive fella. And so you kind of already see that from the beginning that there is like a slight attraction um, from Joy's side to Yeon. But she's like recently divorced from this horrible husband. She doesn't have thoughts and time for that really. Um, and she gets tied up with her, you know, friend's murder and all this other kind of stuff. While Yeon, he really just wants to just sit back and like cook food. Like he just wants to chill. And the fact that and he doesn't want to get married, like he's very, like he also is inexperienced. We find out like he has never kissed a girl before. He's never dated, you know, like that's just not something that's ever been on his radar. And so him interacting with Joy, who's this married, who's this, you know, you know, divorcee, it's, it's, it's really cute. Like they have this very kind of... <laughs> I don't know. They have a very cute relationship, despite it not being very romantic in the beginning. They obviously are kind of going down that route right now, but it's based off of them kind of finding, um, not finding comfort in each other, but they find um, strength in one another. Like they support one another. They are a team already together. And I love that they're forming a relationship with that basis, like them being like, hey, I value you because you're just this person. I value you because you're this person. But now they start to see each other in another way and value each other in a different way. I'm really, really liking that um, idea. So yeah, that is just kind of my 
un- midpoint ish impressions thus far of Secret Royal Inspector and Joy. I am currently still watching it. I am excited for the next two episodes this week. I, I'm enjoying it. I, I don't know what else to really say as far as like convincing anyone to watch it. I don't think it would be for everyone because like I said, the romance, there is no romance as the center point at this six episodes right now. Um, even though, like I said, they have a very cute relationship that's forming. Um, and the, the kind of mystery that they're solving isn't anything too serious. You can tell this is going to be like kind of with a quick wrap up once we get to it. So I'm not, you know, like the, the mystery isn't some like, oh my goodness, you know, so it's nothing too exciting in that regard. So I, you know, I'm taking it at face value and at face value, it's a fun ride thus far. So yeah, those are my thoughts right now on Secret Royal Inspector Enjoy. For Say Gooks Goes, it's a fun one. I'm having a good time. So now let's go ahead and talk a little bit about the other Say Gook that I have on my kind of um, list of things I'm watching right now. And that would be The Red Sleeve. So, as we know, The Red Sleeve is a historical historical drama starring G. Oh, G, I said Jiho, Junho, um, Lee Junho from 2PM. So, he is uh, <laughs> another member of the 2PM group. And he is our lead. And we also have Se Young playing Song Dong Im. And she is our lead kind of, um, <clears throat> you know, female character. Um, and Jun Ho is playing Yi San. And they are both, apparently, if I'm not mistaken, I know Yi San is, but Dolkum, I'm not sure if she is. But this is based off of an actual kind of supposed love story between um, Yi San and a royal concubine. Ubin Sung, I believe. So this is actually based off of a historical um, fact. And I love a good, you know, say good based off of real, <laughs> real people, I'm going to be honest. It just makes it more, you know, like it, you can feel the tension right off the bat. So the first thing I want to talk about as far as the red sleeve is kind of a quick um, summary of what this story seems to be about based off of the history that it's based on. Um, if you're familiar with Yi Sun, he is, or the crown prince Yi Sun in Korean history, he was the son of um, the kind of mad king that everyone kind of knows about in Korean history who basically lost his mind and was killing tons of people um, and so much so that his father, the the king at the time, and well, he was the, yeah, he was another prince. And so he basically um, had to be, I mean, not had to be, but his, okay, let me go back. So Yi San is the son of Crown Prince Sado. Crown Prince Sado is known in Korean history, and at least from what I know through dramas and movies, <laughs> as the crown prince who was murdered uh, or put to death by his own father, who was King um, Yongju, Yongjo at the time. And 
He was put to death by his own father, the king at the time, because he had basically been mad. He lost his mind. He was killing people. He was torturing people. He just had lost it. And um, so his father thought he had to be killed. And so he, you know, his story is pretty, pretty kind of, it's pretty sad if you really look at it through the lens of like history. Um, But yes, so when we meet um, Yisan in the red sleeve, he is obviously a young child after his father is put to death by his grandfather. And once his father is put to death and, mur- and basically murdered by his own grandfather, Yisan becomes the next crown royal, you know, crown prince. He's next in line to be the king once his grandfather abdicates, ab- you know, you know, he dies, <laughs> abdicates the throne. So Yisan as the son of, you know, his father, he has this kind of knowledge of his father hating him because he always knew that that's what his father wanted to happen. He wanted his, he, Prince Sato knew that his father was going to basically put his own son as over, you know, as king over him and kind of, you know, forced him against his own son in a way. Um, And so Yisan, when we meet him as a young child, is aware of this. He thinks of his father as someone who died hating him and who he kind of um, blames his grandfather for. Like he blames his grandfather for that and that he killed his father, but then also pit them against each other. And he kind of knows that early on. But he also realizes that because he is his father's son, that everyone in the court, they view him as someone who could also end up being like his father, as in losing his mind, going mad, and then the same thing happens. And so he does not want to present himself at any point growing up um, as a new crown prince, as someone that they can mistake as being um, vulnerable. He does not want to put himself in a position where people can view him as the son of his father, in a way. Like, he obviously cared, loved his father, despite his father being evil. But, you know, like, people who have lost their minds, it kind of, you know, there is a history that kind of spurned that and kind of caused that. So we don't really know that, but we know that son technically still has some kind of feelings towards his, his, you know, his father who was killed. Um, and his mother who is kind of like cast out because of just that whole family being like a debacle. So he is left in the, you know, in the palace with, you know, his, with the queen who is not his mother, but like who is his mother. Um, and then with his, um, I believe it's his aunt who is crazy. I'm going to be honest. I don't know. I want to say that to his aunt because she calls um, the, the his grandfather father. So I'm assuming, yeah, that's his aunt. Okay. Um, and she's another princess that is like against him and is a part of wanting him not to be the king at any point. So Yisan, when we meet him, is kind of just in the thick of it. He is dealing with the fact that he is his father's son and that 
everyone who hated his father hates him and that he is next in line to be king but there are tons of enemies against him in the um, palace who do not want him to be the king and so he's fighting um, with that when we meet him and then we also have at the same time that we meet Yi Sun, we have a young um, court girl of court. Uh, she's a court lady um, when we, you know, meet her as an adult. But as a young girl, she's basically in training to be a court lady, and her name is Sung Dok Im, and she is. Um, Adorable. I think she's so cute when we first meet her because she's um, she has this talent of being a great reader. She likes books. She likes to write. She is very smart, um, and she's also witty uh, because she like charges the other girls in the in the, in <laughs> the other little kind of court ladies in training to basically pay her for her stories that she reads to them. And and you know, so she likes her money. She has a but she has a goal. Like she's she needs the money because she's she's saving up for a reason. Um, So we meet her, we meet this young kind of talented girl who's witty and wise and trying to make money and that's her main focus. But as a young girl who's in training to be a court lady, the the whole point um, of being a court lady is that you are to be the king's women. That is your role. When you grow up, you are to to serve the king in any way, shape, or form. You are his. And that is something that I, I'm sorry, but it's so, it makes for some good tension and a say good drama. I'm just going to say that right off the bat. Because she, and the thing is, Dokim, when we meet her, like, that's not what she's thinking as a young girl. She's not caring about the idea of, like, becoming the prince's woman. Like, she's like, I don't care about that. All I care about is making my money because I got a goal. And I like to read and I like to write. Like, I'm a storyteller. Like, that's what she cares about. Um, and so, you know, the young girl that's an innocent mind, but she kind of learned early on from a, um, kind of like a head court lady who was around when um, Yi Sun's father was torturing the court women and the court and the palace. Um, so she's a big enemy, <laughs> a big enemy of Yi Sun because she doesn't want anything to do with his father um, to be a king. Um, but yes, she is the head court lady, Joe, and she kind of picks up on the kind of the specialness of Dokim and she kind of like tries to reveal to her like her purpose at this young girl age like your point is to be the king's woman at the end of the day so you serve him and your goal should be to be the head the head you should want to be the concubine that the you know like the royal concubine that the king picks to be um the mother of some of his children that's your goal and she's and you know and Dokim's like what absolutely not that is not my goal in life to be a head concubine but you know lady joe is basically letting her know like that's how you're gonna be most protected in the palace like that's where you actually have status and you won't just you know die an unknown court lady or like be exiled because of something you know simple you know this is this is how you secure your position and you know Dokim again is just like I that means nothing to me that means absolutely nothing to me and I think that was 
you know, that's important that we see that because Dokium, obviously, we find out it's going to be um, in the running to be a concubine. Let's just say that. Um, but yeah, so at this midpoint, because I think we are kind of at the midpoint for sure with... Um, are we at the midpoint? I want to say we're on episode six again. Yeah, so we're. I think I'm on episode six of the Red Sleeve, and I absolutely am in love with this drama right now. I'm going to be honest. I am absolutely in love with it. I did not expect myself to be so invested, but you can, you always get me with like the kind of crown prince who is like, you know, biting his tongue to prove to people that he is worthy of the crown. And then you get me with the kind of young court lady who catches his eye, but, you know, he knows he's not, he doesn't want to make her to, you know, he doesn't want to give her that horrible life that is being a part of the, the palace. So he kind of like is trying to keep her at arm's length, but you know, he can't keep away from her. Like, oh my goodness, I eat it up. I'm eating it up right now with the rest sleeve. <laughs> when I tell you, it is all that I always love. Like the palace intrigue is good. Like it's really, really good because it's, you know, about this prince trying to kind of stake his claim as the, f- the future king. But while people are, but in the midst of people trying to bring him down in every corner. So beautiful. The tension is there. But then you also have this you know, spunky, um, court lady who is basically just trying to, just trying to live, you know, just trying to just make it. But at the end of the day, gets wrapped up with the prince because, you know, she meets him when she doesn't realize he's the prince and kind of like forms a relationship with him where, you know, they're not at this kind of like master servant, um, kind of levels. And when you have them at this kind of equal level, she is free to be herself around him. She treats him like another human being and she doesn't like, you know, she does she talks down to him and she tells him about himself he can't get one over on her on her you know like it just puts them in this kind of real position to get to know each other uh, when like that kind of barrier is down or when the kind of the facade is up and you don't know he's the prince and he doesn't reveal that and then when she does find out that he's the prince she's just like so frustrated with him and like why wouldn't you tell me why would you let me believe that I you know I'm embarrassed my I embarrassed myself in front of you while he realizes like yes you did however this is why we're close now because you were able to kind of like see me as a person and not as the prince but because she got that kind of access to him she then you know he he opens up to her and once you open up to someone you know it's like uh uh-oh all bets are off so now it's hard for them to kind of go back to this kind of master servant position now that she knows he's the prince and she's interacting with him as the prince um so I'm loving that as well, where now she's like treating him as a prince. She knows that the prince, he's the prince, but like, and he's like, you know, giving her orders like a prince. But at the same time, she still has moments where she'll like, you know, she'll snap on him and she'll tell him about himself in a second. And I just eat it up. Oh my goodness. It is so so good. I'm just, I'm just going to put it out there. This is probably my favorite say good right now of the year. I'm having a really good time with this. I'm having a really good time with this one. Um, 
And it, like I said, not many Seigook dramas did it for me this year. But right now, at episode six, I am having a really good time with the Red Sleeve. Um, so if you like the palace intrigue um, of like, you know, a prince basically being torn down and not wanting to be king. I mean, not and, and people not allowing him to be the king and fighting against him, um, but then also him falling in love with the court lady that he shouldn't and then her not wanting to be his concubine and him not wanting her to be his concubine you know and wanting to actually love her and it's just oh it's so good if you like that stuff in a seguk drama you will really like this drama the beginning i'm gonna be honest the first two episodes turn some people off and I know people who dropped it um, very quickly after just the first two episodes. So if you can get through the first two episodes, I do believe that there's some good stuff on the other side. There there really is. Um, I don't know, but and the problem with historical dramas though that they can take a turn and they can really go back downhill really quickly um, because they make things just super stressful and super difficult for the characters and it's just like not a good moment happens because everybody's upset and everyone's depressed everyone's crying everyone's no they can never see each other they can never meet you know it's like it can be a lot um at a certain point but for me to be at episode six and we are just now starting to see um their relationship kind of form and bloom i'm excited that we're going to end on a high note um i'm gonna i'm gonna be honest um so yeah either way only episode six of the red sleeve and i am already giving it my seal of approval as um probably a very very good seguk for the year again not many successful ones this year for me so it wasn't hard to kind of beat out anyone <laughs> oh the king's infection that's the other drama seguk drama that i dropped um alongside red sky um and this one, I don't think I'm dropping. I don't think I'm dropping because it was episode six for both The King's Affection and The Red. No, Red Sky, I think I gave up eight episodes. Both of those dramas around this point um, that I'm in with The Red Sleeve is when I dropped it. So <laughs> so the fact that I'm still watching The Red Sleeve and I'm excited for episode seven, I definitely think this is going to be a, a seguk that I stick with and that I that ends on a good note. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Again, this is a story that's been told before because it is literally based off of character, very, very, very famous historical figures in Korean history who has been been dramatized in multiple ways, multiple times. So the story's not new. The story's not new, but um, I'm, in, I'm having a good time. I'm having a good time and I think everyone's doing a good job and Jun Ho is doing an amazing job and boy does he look absolutely beautiful absolutely beautiful I cannot get over how beautiful he looks in this drama so that is just another seal of approval for me is Jun Ho is beautiful in this drama so yeah if you don't mind um you know, the first two episodes, I think you'll be in for a good, good, a good ride. I think you will be. So that that's it. I'm done. Okay. I'm done. I'm done. I have, I can keep going on and on about the rest of but I don't want to reveal too much because like I said, this is just a midpoint impressions um, for the Red Sleeve and Secret Rule Inspector and Joy. As you can see, if I had to choose one that I really, really, you know, one over the other, I would obviously choose the Red Sleeve. But 
at the same time, Secret Royal Inspector and Joy is doing something else for me that the Red Sleeve isn't. You know, like I said, it's lighthearted. It's funny. You know, there's like a little mystery there. You know, there's, so it's like, a, it's, a, it's, it's just different. It's just totally different. Even though they're both say gooks and you have two members of 2PM in it, it's, they're totally different things. Um, and I am enjoying them individually for those different things. Um, but yeah, so this is, just, this is it. I'm done. I'm wrapping this up. This is my, my kind of midpoint impressions for the Red Sleeve and Secret Royal Inspector and Joy. Um, that's all for this episode. So thank you. Thank you so much for listening. And whether you're listening in the morning or in the afternoon or in the evening, I hope you have a great day. So everyone, it's been real. Lola's off. Thank you.